Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash Bobo Audio Presents. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3s, which you can play either on your MP3 player or on your computer. Let's do it. Everybody, this is Bobo Audio Presents. I'm Will. Good afternoon. It's 1:59 p.m. Thursday, July 9th, 2016. How is everyone doing today? It's a very nice day here in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Um, the weather's fine. I'm fine. My mom's fine. Everybody's just great. Sorry I didn't record last Tuesday. Um, didn't have enough content, not enough to talk about. That is not a problem this week. Um, I was going to, and sorry I didn't record last Thursday, because I was going to. Ended up taking a nap. Sorry, I'm about to burp. I just ate water burger. Let me see. Let me get into it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to do it. Tuesday, last Tuesday, but took a nap. Sorry. But we're here on Thursday, doing it now. A uh, quick update about what's going on with me. Still haven't found a job. Still sort of looking, mainly online. I've applied to UPS. Uh, the post office had a job opening. A local pest company I applied at. I applied at this home decor store called uh, Tuesday Morning. I applied for a customer service position at Emerald Grand, which is like this hotel condo complex in Destin. I applied at a tactical military gear shop called GSS Gear online. I applied as a quality insurance inspector with five-star properties here in the Emerald Coast. Nobody's called me back. I suspect it has to do with the fact that A, I haven't really, I haven't work worked, you know, had a legitimate job in a year because I've been taking care of my mom, staying with my mom while she was going through the cancer, and I had the previous two years in Korea. So basically, I have like three years of un, you know, verifiable uh, employment history, which I guess leaves some jobs sort of. You know, I guess I would think I would be like, I guess I would think if I was applying, you know, someone was applying to me with three years, I'm missing three years that I'd be a convict or something, but I assure you I'm not. But I plan to keep looking. 
Worst comes to worst, I might have played Domino's or Publix. Hopefully, I'll try to get a job on base when my um, SF-50 form, which is a sort of a uh, proof of employment type form the government has, arrives. Because I did work for a couple months with the U.S. Census Bureau. So, when that arrives, I'll start applying for jobs on base, maybe. Well, I will, and there's no maybe about it. Um, but let me tell you now, let's move on and transition into a little story about something that happened to me over the weekend. I had to make a spur, I had to go on a, a rather spur-of-the-moment uh, rescue mission to Louisiana Saturday night, Sunday morning. Um, and, um... Where I'm living now, I'm living with my mom, and she lives in a uh, low-income senior's apartment. And she has neighbors she's friends with. And, well, basically, it's around 2.30 in the morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning. I'm getting ready for bed. Um, you know, I'm, you know, if I turn the light, you know, I've, I've took in the shower, I've drank my water, I'm... The lights are down. I've got the headphones on, listening to my uh, sort of uh, sleep prep music, ASMR video music. You know, the white noise, just the stuff to get me sleepy. And then my, then I hear in the other room, my mom getting a phone call at like two thirty in the morning, and I'm like, shit, this can't be good. Someone died. You know, it's bad. It's got to be bad, right? You know, two thirty in the morning calls, nothing good, nothing good. Anyway, she's on the phone, and it turns out it's her downstairs neighbor. And, um, apparently her husband is, um, occasionally gets these bouts where he gets confused and he just, you know, elderly, you know, diminished capacity situation where apparently he, around four in the afternoon, four or five in the afternoon on Saturday, went to get, you know, went out to smoke cigarettes, and he never came back. And basically what happened at 2.30 in the morning was that phone call was from the uh, St. James Parish Sheriff's Office in Louisiana uh, calling to say they basically found her husband in Louisiana, that he was pulled over for driving, you know, um, erratically and they were able to ascertain that he was really confused because apparently he still thought he was in Florida going out for milk. So it's 2.30 in the morning. They called my mom. The phone call to my mom was basically asking if I would drive to, you know, drive uh, my neighbor to Louisiana so she could get her husband. At, you know, at two, and I haven't, like, here's the thing, I haven't been asleep yet, so, and, and my mom agreed, so which means I agreed, and I would have anyway, because you just, you know, you help people when you can, and unfortunately, in 2.30 in the morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, I, I could, which basically encompassed a sick, a, we left it around three, around a five-hour drive, we get there, basically, a little before we leave it around 2.40, 2.50 in the morning, Sunday morning. Drive to uh, Covenant, Louisiana. 
I believe that's where it was. Where St. James of Covenant, Louisiana, near Gramercy. Just back, you know, country. Straight up country. And this is past New Orleans on the interstate. Past, like another hour past downtown New Orleans. So it's like five hours from Fort Walton Beach. We get there around 8 in the morning. And we were able, you know, we and we spring him. No problem, he wasn't arrested. He was just there. You know, they were holding him until we'd pick him up and they could drive her car back. And they could drive, you know, get their car and leave. So we pick him up and we end up stopping to get something to eat. And let me just say, I'm going to rant about this here a bit. Because before we left, we asked the deputy if there was some place we could eat on the way, you know, some place we can get breakfast here on the way out. And one deputy and one officer was going to, you know, point out a, from the way he was talking, he was going to point out like a real restaurant to go eat. And the other deputy was like, no, no, no. Yeah. You remember how y'all came in? We just happened to pass this little restaurant that's, you know, one of these truck stop restaurants that's ingrained with a gas station type joints and called the Golden Grove. And this, the Golden Grove Restaurant. And the Golden Grove Restaurant is um, in the Chevron Station off of exit 194. And let me just say, it blows. It sucks. It's crap. Here's why. At 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning, they have a, you know, they have like a breakfast and burger menu. You know, like a, it's a little joint. But they have a breakfast menu with which says biscuits. And at 8 a.m. on Sunday morning, you know what they don't have? Biscuits. So we end up getting burgers. You know, these truck stop burgers, which weren't horrible, but they weren't great either. They were definitely frozen patties. Then they have a soda dispenser, which has no ice in it at all. Which in itself is just, ugh. And then, like, the other people we were with, my mom, her friend, and her husband, who we all rescued, wanted coffee. So we get the coffee, except they don't just have normal packets where you can grab them, take them to the table. No, you have to take your coffee, bring it to the counter where they have this machine, that push-button machine where it dispenses sugar, dispenses the creamer and all this crap. It was just a crappy, shitty joint. Golden Grove restaurants, you suck ass. But anyway, we eat, we gas up, and we finally leave to come back. And... We ended up not getting, basically, the whole trip, round trip, from when we left home to when we got back was about 13 hours. And the drive home was also rather eventful, because at that point it was like 8, 9 in the morning, and I'm falling asleep. And there's this one point just past uh, Louisiana, where the interstate basically forks, with the right side maintaining, still being I-10, while the left lanes go north and become like I-59. And apparently, at some point, while driving, I fell asleep for like a second. Or like five seconds or whatever. Because I literally do not remember seeing that exit whatsoever. Because all I remember was driving, driving, driving. Oh, here's a rest stop. Let's go to it. And at the rest stop, the lady just happened to mention we were on I-59 and not I-10 anymore. Which was just wonderful. 
because we were going to stop at the restaurant just so I could lay down, sleep for like, just sleep in the car for like 30 minutes, just to get my, just to, just to sleep, just to yeah, crash out, because I was, I was dying, but anyway, we crashed for like 30 minutes, get back on the road, and we basically, it just, we ended up just doing a big circle, getting off I-59, on a highway 43 I believe and just heading east as well and it just sort of looped around in a circle back to I-10 and we just happened to drive through a Brett Favre country of Kiln, Mississippi which was somewhat interesting but not really oh where are we I'm yammering oh I'm 11 minutes in that's pretty nice all right let me get back to the syllabus here my outline because we actually got a big outline today it's actually my biggest, eh, not the biggest, it's got some stuff, um, but it's a pretty good one. Oh, excuse me, I'm burping. But let's move on to personal stuff to uh, news news. First news, there's a little local thing. There was a bear, like on the 1st of June, which was eight days ago, last Wednesday, there was a bear in the tree in my mom's parking lot, which is sort of cool, nature-y sort of thing. And the crazy thing is we're like, we're not, you know, a million miles from the woods, but we are deep in town, not really any forestry areas near here, not within a couple, you know, that bear really got deep in town to get this far. And the thing is, they just basically... You know, since he wouldn't bother anybody, they just sort of let him, left him in the tree and left him on his way just to crawl out on his own and just be gone. Bye-bye. So he did. They just let him, left him alone, and he just went back, got out of the tree, and was on his way. Um, there was that whole gorilla death in Cincinnati where the baby, uh, the four-year-old, whatever, got in the gorilla pen. They shot the gorilla. Then they contemplating charging the mom for being a bad mom or whatever, which is bullshit. I mean, yeah, she wasn't paying attention, but come on. Accidents happen. And the zoo made the right calls, I think, shooting. They could have, you know, taken left some more, you know, waited or... But the way the gorilla was sort of dragging that kid around, you never know. Even though the gorilla might have been protecting him, he was being rough and... Certain situations, you just got to nip it in the, just deal with it quickly. Because there's no, there's no going to be no good outcome either way. There's no, it's just all going to go to shit no matter what you do. So you just choose the one where the kid lives. And at least, thank goodness they didn't prosecute the mom because that would have been a shit storm right there. Uh, let's see here. What's next? Newswise. Hillary Kemp, you know, it's now official. Trump versus, it's not 100% official, but it's about as official as it's going to get. It's Trump versus Clinton, 2016. I was going to pull out an official endorsement, but I'll wait, keep that till next week. It's, you know, I mean, I pretty much know who I'm going to vote for, but no reason to, you know, get into it too much now. Let's talk about Brock Turner and the Stanford uh, Raper story. Um, 
I don't have it pulled up here, but I'll just go off of what I know. You know. Um, yeah, the guy should have got, I would have given him, yeah, the, he's a rapist. He should have got serious time. Five years, four years. I, I don't know what the max was. I think they were asking, what, six, nine years for the prosecutor? The judge is a dick, Cole. Hope he gets recalled. The friend, who we'll talk about in a few minutes, Leslie Rass, Leslie Rasmussen of the band uh, Good English. Hope her career in music is over. We'll get into her role and deeper. Yeah, she is one of the bitches of the week. We'll talk about her. Uh, what else? There's another facet of the story. What was it? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a mistake. But just because you're drunk doesn't excuse the crime. Idiot. You're drunk, you commit a crime. Don't blame the, you know, you should have been drinking in the first place, you idiot. But you still did the crime, still pay for it. Stupid ass. Your dad's a dick, too. Oh, well. That's about it. But anyway, like I said, put a pin in it. We'll come back. We're going to talk about it a little more when we get to the bitch of the week. Um, uh, let's see. I guess today's rant. I don't know. I got to rework this. This whole... The way this flows is because it's got the way I got my syllabus outline set up. It's started with the intro and the personal news, which we, we did fine. But we segue, you know, my segue. I got to work on my segues. That's that's where you know the transitions between topics I need to work on because my segues are horrible at this point, and I don't even know if you're recording properly. I hope you're getting the sound because I'm looking because I think the sound's pretty good. Ooh, I'm already 17 minutes into this. I'm proud of myself. All right, 17 minutes, six seconds in. But anyway, my segues are horrible. So I'll just go into the next one, which is my topic, some general rants, tangents. And I was going to, because I came upon a Facebook page or something about, <sighs> basically, it's breastfeeding. And not so much breastfeeding, it's people who take pictures of women breastfeeding and then just have to share it with everybody. I don't need to see you breastfeeding. You know what? Yes. You're a mom. You have kids. They need to eat. You provide the eat. I get that. I just don't need to see you do it. And I'm not even talking about the in public stuff where you have to do it. I'm just saying I don't need to see pictures of you doing it. I don't need to see you with a smug look on your face. Or smug look, or when you're breastfeeding someone else's kid. I'm just sorry, that's just creepy. Why aren't they breastfeeding their own? And if not, you know, it's just, maybe I'm a guy, maybe I'm prude, whatever. That's just fucking weird to me. That's all I can say. Fucking weird. Just, if you're, you know, you breastfeed, just try to, just don't just jam it into other people's faces. Have at least some consideration, uh, for people. Alright. And I'm not saying you have to, you know, just try to find some place out of the way and just private. 
because it is a private thing. Okay? And, I, you know, and this whole free the nipple thing, you know what, I'm a guy, I'm, an imper I'm just as pervy as the next guy, but I don't need to see your titties. I don't want to see your titties. I don't, that's, you know, I got the internet for that. You know, I'm not interested in your titties. I don't need to see your big, fat, floppy titties all out with your sloppy, sticky kid going to town. All right? I don't want that. All right? And, because, no offense, you know what? Fuck it. Offense. I don't even like pregnant women because pregnancy is gross. Fat, pregnant women are gross. This is turning into a big rant now. Jesus. But, yeah, big, fat, pregnant women and their big, fat, floppy titties are gross. I don't need that. Where was I? <laughs> Where was I? Uh, let me see. What did I got written down? Breastfeeding. You're a parent. I get that. You got to feed your kid. I get that. I just don't need pictures of you doing it. I don't need to see your big, fat, floppy titties all out and about when I'm trying to have a day. I get sick of people who in no way consider the feelings or sensibilities of others. If you're out in public, just attempt to find an isolated, out-of-the-way place. Just don't pop it out in the dining area of Mickey D's and be all, fuck you, you twat. Alright, that was sort of exhausting. That was a workout. Yeah, breastfeeding. Just just be considerate for the others, alright? Come on. If there's a bath, if the bathroom's clean and has a changing station, go in there. If not, just just try to turn it. Just you know, and you know, and I'm not condoning people who bitch about it either, right? Who tell you not to do it or get you know, getting your business for it. You know, if I see it happening, I'm not gonna stop you from doing it. I'm just gonna look at you with a bit of disdain and move on with my day. Just don't be smug. What I'm just saying is don't be all smug about it like you're entitled to just ruin everyone else's day with your with your shit. All right. Let me see where we're at. We're almost done with the first half of the segment here. Oh, man. Podcasting's exhausting. All right. Bitch of the week. And this one, she's, this one, first one's not really a bitch. Because, I mean, she's not really a bitch in this particular situation, but she is a bit of an idiot. Alright, let me click the link, control, click the link to follow. The first, um, is, first bitch of the week, again, not really a bitch, is a lady named Maggie McGuffin. So she, or so she claims. Um, basically what happened was Miss McGuffin is a burlesque dancer. And she says JetBlue Airlines forced her to change her shorts before she could get on, get on a flight. Yeah. I'll post the link in the show notes. Oh, sorry for the sound. The goddamn pop-up ad. Alright. Okay. The goes by the stage name Maggie McGuffin. Says she was about to board a Seattle-bound jet blue flight in Boston on May 18th. When a crew member told her she'd have to change her clothes because her black and white shorts may offend other people. 
and these, it's like she's wearing granny panties, these sort of black striped, black and white striped granny panties with her tiger sweater. I mean, she's technically wearing clothes, but come on, be a fucking adult. Jesus Christ. It's just, this is one of those things where my mom would say, you don't care how, you know, this reflects on other people. Yeah. I would insult you and your mama if you if I saw you dress like that. Alright? Because your mama didn't teach you right. Alright? And she was allowed to, bo she was eventually allowed to get on the flight when she basically had to buy, um, I think she bought a sweater or something to cover up her, these just, because they're short, they're, you know, Real short, but it's like, it's like she was going to a slumber, I mean, yeah, it's not even really, in no way, appropriate for anything other than being, I don't know, like a roller derby, you know, participant, or just one of these tattoo-y millennial types who are just enti entitled to whatever. Like, God damn it, just act. Ugh, yeah, I get it. You're, you're one of a fucking kind. Big fucking deal. Jesus Christ. JetBlue says we support our crew members' discretion to make these difficult decisions, and we decided to reimburse the customer for the cost of the new shorts and offered a credit for a future flight as a goodwill gesture. McGuffin said no gesture could wipe away the shame she felt as a woman of being told to cover up. I would say body shaming and slut shaming more than outright sexism, but it's hard to do remove those two things from misogyny. Shut the fuck up. God damn it. Just another reason why I hate people. Especially fucking women in your bullshit, cunt. I guess she is a bitch. Maybe she is a bitch. Maybe yeah, I'll put full on put her in a bitch. All right. Now let's go back to. Now we're gonna bring this back to breakfast around to the Brock Turner Stanford Raper story. Leslie Rasmussen of the band Good English. She apparently was a high school friend of Brock Turner, and she wrote a letter supporting um, a letter of support. Uh, to Miss of Mr. Turner, she wrote this letter to the judge, where it turns out, being that it, and you know, being that it's a letter to a judge in a case, it's public record, and things public record get released to the public. So, let's see here. Some of the and this letter came from, like I said, Leslie Rasmussen. Uh, she wrote that Turner couldn't possibly have committed this crime because he was always the sweetest to everyone in high school. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that alcohol increases emotions and feelings. This is, I think this is just a whole, all a huge misunderstanding. Yes, a huge misunderstanding when you are caught um, violating an unconscious woman behind a dumpster at a frat house or wherever this was. Yes, of course. 
Ugh, what a twat. Um, she blames uh, drinking and being politically correct for what she refers to as the huge misunderstanding. And she is so sick of hearing how that these young men are monsters when really you are just throwing a barely 20-something into these camp-like university environments. Because being raped at a university behind a dumpster is completely different from being kidnapped and raped. That's a rapist, she says. Brock isn't a rapist. What a twat. Ugh. Well, anyway, Miss Rasmussen is getting, and her band have been um, losing uh, gigs left and right and probably getting a lot of hate mail, so much to the point that the band basically had to delete their uh, Facebook page. Um, again, I will post a link to the article that I'm using for this. Um, her name and where you could hopefully look up more information to not in no way, you know, just for you look up more, you know, look up you so you could look up, you know, more information so you can hate this person more. Okay. Okay, where were we? Where are we at now? We're at 30 minutes already and we're not even done with the first segment. I'm sort of proud of myself. Alright, oh, we gotta get to D-Bags of the Week. D-Bags of the Week. My first D-Bag of the Week. Judd Apatow. Movie director, producer, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow thinks people who don't like the new Ghostbusters are Trump supporters. Alright. Let's look at the article from CNN real quick. Director Judd Apatow has an interesting theory about those who have been hating Ghostbusters reboot. Um, he says, I quote, I would assume that there's a very large crossover of people who are doubtful Ghostbusters will be great and people excited about, Donald, about the Donald Trump candidacy. Um, I would assume that they are the exact same people. Fuck you. You know what? The reason I don't like Ghostbusters is A, I love the first film and I just don't like the idea of just reboots for the sake of reboots. Two, just the idea of making it, arbitrarily making it an all-female cast, just to make it an all-female cast, is, you know, bullshit too. A, I just looking at it. A, it's you know prettier, and it's gonna have effect, great effects. But it's cliche. Why isn't Leslie Jones the smart one instead of being the stereotypical new black New Yorker? Why, you know? Yeah, fuck you, Jed Apatow. I also hate Jed Apatow because years ago he told Jerry Lewis. Um, and pu publicly said fuck you to Jerry Lewis because Jerry Lewis years ago said women weren't funny okay and in that interview when Jerry Lewis said women weren't funny that wasn't even the most offensive thing Jerry Lewis said he also said he didn't think women were funny because he always thought them as like breeders and baby makers Judd Apatow didn't say anything about that 
Again, fuck you, Judd Apatow. You're my D-bag of the week, asshole. And finally, the other D-bag of the week is the Debt Advocacy Organization, Debt Collective, who, and this one's very recent, they said they were disappointed that the John Oliver Show uh, stole their idea for debt purchasing forgiveness because they claimed Oliver framed the debt buy as his his idea. So basically, the debt advocacy, this group, uh, Debt Collective, um, they ha apparently they think they have a monopoly on doing good things for people, and that they had basically they're pissy because they had the idea first. Um. Because they claim that the John Oliver Show erases the activism and organizing that gave them their big idea. Um, on their Facebook page, where they initially made this asinine claim. Oh, my my uh, website is, my internet's running a little slow here. Hang on. Anyway, they basically claim that... Um, he, it's just, since he's just did this one, that this was basically a one-time stunt that, you know, they're in the trenches doing it every day and he's just doing it one time and that, you know, it erases what they're doing. Like, they have a monopoly. Fuck them. Like, we were doing good first that nobody knew about, you do something good once and everybody, yeah, they're just like pissy because they didn't get any credit. It's all it is. Just shut up. Fucking pretentious, sanctimonious fucking groups. Too full, just too, spending too much time smelling their own farts. You know, just get the fart haze out of your eyes and just do the good work. Don't worry about who's getting credit for the good work, you pieces of shit. Alright. Let's take a break. Okay, time for some advertising again. <clears throat> Sorry. Today, for you, the listeners of Bobo Audio Presents, Audible, is offering a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out the service. I'm not a member because I don't really listen to audiobooks, but you guys do. Let me tell you what I've been reading. I'm still into real regular books or ebooks, but here's what I'm reading. Here are the books I'm reading. All right. One of my favorite books recently is Please Look After Mom by Korean author Kyung Suk Shin. It's on Audible. You can get that for free. Be forewarned. You'll cry through the entire book. I did like a baby. I recently purchased her next book. I'll be right there. Both are set in Seoul both during different time periods. Oh, pardon my losing it there. But uh, both are great 
Please Look After Mom was an amazing book. I'm sure, and I haven't, I've purchased, but I haven't read. I'll be right there yet, but I would, I pretty much, I would highly recommend it also. Just because her style, and it's just, the imagery, it's just, as a Korean American, it just hit me pretty freaking hard. The name is Kyung Suk Shin. Both books are available on audible.com. Another book I would re recommend is um, Silver Lining Playbook my, uh, by, uh, let me look it up. I totally am prepared, but let me look it up. Uh, da, 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 sorry, sorry. Matthew Quick, Silver Lining Playbook by Matthew Quick. Also here on audible.com. I read that book. Great book. I highly recommend that book as well. Yeah, I do. I recommend it. You should get it. So, to download your free audio book today, go to audibletrial.com backslash Bobo Audio Presents. Again, that is audibletrial.com backslash Bobo Audio Presents for your free audio book today.
All right, and we're back. Okay, now we're going to talk about the fun stuff. All right, my recommendations of the week. I'm um, starting with movies. Last week was Memorial Day, and didn't really do anything, didn't move much, but we stayed in, in the AC. But, uh, and they, uh, what was it, AMC, or Turner Classic Movies had, uh, uh, World Military and World War II movies on the whole weekend, and I got to see uh, Longest Day, three of my favorite war movies, The Longest Day, which was about the D-Day invasion, um, long movie, like three hours, but it had this all-star cast, which is great, um, black and white. Um, basically, before uh, it was the little trivia, The Longest Day was the most expensive black and white film ever made until Schindler's List. Alright, but it had a huge all-star cast, um, very extensive about the whole D-Day invasion, great film. Another movie, um, A Bridge Too Far, about Operation Market Garden, which, um, Operation Market Garden, 1944, a plan by uh, General British General Montgomery, in a way that that an operation that he'd hoped would end the war, help end the war sooner, didn't quite succeed as he'd hoped. Um, but another um, all-star cast, great film, as well. No Time for Sergeants, uh, not World War Two. It was set in the late fifties, early sixties. But basically, it's a great comedy, a great comedy, still one of my all-time favorites. Sat there and watched the whole thing through on TV uh, with, uh, uh, shoot, I can't even remember his name now. Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith, oh my god, Andy Griffith. Anyway, but basically it's one of these great, basically it's a great film about um, military uh, bureaucracy. Not bureaucracy per se, but this whole you know the military life as you as because it's set up as they're going into basic training and going through the whole bureaucracy of getting um, placed in the military, and it's just a and Andy Griffith plays a country bumpkin, but it's just hilarious, hilarious. In my um, present day theater going to see recent movie recommendation um, is the movie Lobster. The reason I'm excited about this film is it has an, an interesting premise. Basically it's set in a dystopian future where you can put your, um, I'm not exactly sure, but you put yourself in this institute or hospital or situation where you get 45 days to find a lifetime mate. But if you don't, you get turned into your favorite animal, where you get another chance to find a mate. But basically, you find true love, or you get turned into an animal. Um, it's a weird, apparently a weird film. Um, there have been reviews on both sides. I started watching it. I haven't finished it all the way through yet, because it is available on the internet. Very good copy available for it on the internet. I mean, I'm watching. I was going to see it in the theater, but... The only theater showing it is like about 45 minutes away through heavy, annoying tourist traffic, which I'm not quite ready to deal with that quite yet. 
Let's see. TV. Let's talk about TV. Um, so far, honestly, the only two shows that I really enjoy, like, would consistently watch right now, they're shows I like, but none, like, that I really can turn to day in and day out. And the two shows that I really like now, that I wouldn't say like, but that I can tolerate in a prolonged sitting is Ridiculousness and Tosh.0, which is sort of sad because it means, it's because my attention span is, like, so short that I, I really only enjoy watching YouTube videos or TV shows about YouTube videos, which is sad. Because they're funny, they're, it's because they're funny shows, they're idiotic, they streamline the whole looking for idiotic things on the internet into these shows, where they're there, boom, I can go watch them. Um, no Netflix selection this week, I'm still um, working my th way through Lady Dynamites by Maria Bamford, huge fan of Maria Bamford, loving the show so far, but no specific selection from the Netflix of this week. Like I said, I've got to rework the whole uh, podcast format and my selection processes and whatnot. All right, games. A couple things. Um, I recently bought a game, Gorky uh, Steam, which is the PC gaming uh, service, buying game service. Um, had this game, older game, Gorky 17, which is a, a sort of a turn-based horror game. Oh, I lost my syllabus here. Basically, I had, bought it for 54 cents. 54 cents! You can't beat that. You can't beat that with a stick. And also, um, E3 is coming up, which is the Electronics Entertainment Expo. So let me uh, talk to you about that. I'm going to use the. Um, so what to expect at this year's E3, and I'm using the article from Enget, Engadget, the Engadget website, Engadget.com. What to expect at this year's E3, which the Electronic Entertainment Expo. It's the huge convention dealing with basically video games. Hardware, computer hardware, PC stuff, entertain you know, you know stuff like that. So let's start real quick. Microsoft. Um, they're allegedly supposed to be announcing new hardware, like a smaller, cheaper, streamlined versions of the Xbox One. They're um, including a micro console that will access games and apps um, from the Xbox One, sort of like a streaming box. Because Microsoft has been doing a lot in terms of trying to, with their Windows 10, get their, like a Xbox to PC connection. And like I said, there's, along with the uh, micro console, there's rumors that there will be a smaller, lower priced Xbox one with a 2 terabyte hard drive. Hope, because I'm now sort of getting itching for one, so hopefully that will come to fruition, especially the lower price part but there's also that they're working on something codenamed Scorpio which is that there's a more powerful Xbox in the works with 
for use with virtual reality and 4K TVs and 4K, 4K graphics. Alright, and there will be a slew of games such as uh, Sea of Thieves, uh, which is a cel-shaded pirate simulator. Also, there's the robotic mystery game ReCore. Uh, Halo Wars 2. Um, maybe Crackdown 3. And zombie games possibly you, that we could hear about are Dead Rising 4, State of Decay 2. Could also be coming um, this E3. Let's talk uh, Sony. Sony here. There are rumors that there's a newer... Uh, an updated uh, PlayStation 4 codenamed Neo that could come out this year Pro more than likely um, Christmas you know the holiday season also in a similar vein better graphics for outputting 4k video 4k televisions better graphics all that mm. also there's been you know Sony's VR unit uh, is coming out as well if it hasn't already, I'm not actually sure, but there's you know there's more more news to come in that games you know Sony games PlayStation 4 games we're sure to hear about Last Guardian uh, more news uh, hopefully from the recently delayed Horizon Zero Dawn uh, No Man's Land No Man's Sky I mean sorry. Grand Turismo Sport, and hopefully uh, some other stuff. Let's talk about uh, some of the software game developer, uh, Bethesda. Bethesda. There's, you know, they made Fallout, Skyrim. There's a word, you know, rumor has it they're going to basically come out um, a Skyrim HD port for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, possibly also Prey 2, Dishonored 2, EA. Let's see what EA's got. We're, hopefully there's more news about uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Basically, that's one of those games that I would buy an Xbox or PlayStation 4 for would be um, the next Mass Effect game. I love Mass Effect. But they're basically the next Battlefield 1 is also coming out from EA. Titanfall 2, Battlefield 1 set in World War 1. Um, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. There's like a, apparently another Go Tom Clancy Ghost Recon game coming. Watch Dogs 2 will be hopefully more info. And the next South Park game. The last South Park game, if you remember, was sort of the uh, Lord of the Rings sort of uh, parody game from when they did those episodes. This next, uh, this next South Park game will be sort of parody of their when they did the superhero um there was like a three story a three episode arc when they were the in the superheroes which would be is fun and i'm looking forward to that all right i think that'll be enough for the ea 
preview stuff because that's a lot of yammering. All right, and I got to leave here in a minute. All right, but there's I think that just about covers it. Let's move on. Um, there's no music discussion, no internet website discussion. I didn't choose anything um, like off of Amazon or shopping wise this week because I didn't purchase anything. Well, actually, I did, but I'll talk about it next week. Podcast. I didn't choose a podcast this week. I haven't been listening to too many, um, and especially nothing new. Not a new one that I would uh, recommend yet, other than the old ones I tend to like. But I do have a man crush, woman crush of the week. John C. Riley is my man crush because uh, check it out with Dr. Steve Brule. Season four is coming out soon. John C. Riley's done drama. You know, he's done dramatic work, but he's also a funny-ass dude. Especially just, just sort of, the, you didn't think he'd be into that, you know, he's early on dramatic works, and then he's done, like, the stuff with uh, Will Ferrell and Tim and Eric, and just all that stuff is just hilarious. And my woman crush this week is Parker Posey, because back in the 90s she was a darling, the indie queen, the indie darling of the whole indie movie scene. And I still have a crush on her, because Party Girl was one of those early indie films that I just loved and just, it was a shit. Alright, my uh, smartphone app of the week is Stag. It's a stock buying, you know, a investment stock buying stash. You could start by with just $5 and buy what is called electron, or ETFs, which I don't even know the, I'm not prepared for this, but it's legit. It's for investing. You can start off, like I said, you could start off with as little as $5 to make that first investment. I've got like $50 invested and I've turned that 50 into $53. And like a little around six months to a year, which is not bad because the main, I had one, my main investment, not the main investment, but my most successful one is up 20%. So, you know, it's something. All right. It's 12.46. The whole, well, the whole, I'm nearly, I'm already at 48 minutes total. And I haven't even put in the, you know, commercials or the mid-song edit yet. The the mid-song stuff yet. Anyway, y'all have a good week. Well, let me do this. And this was brought to you today by Audible.com, Amazon.com. PlayAsia.com. Check out the links in the blog page, and like, if you click on my links, I get a little bit of money back. I've already got three cents back from PlayAsia. Maybe buy, you know, like I said, Audible.com, Amazon.com, PlayAsia.com. Sorry, I just burped. All right, y'all have a good week. See you next time. Goodbye.